0: Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Canada, brought to you by Insurance Business.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of IBC Talk, the Insurance Business Canada podcast. I'm Serena Nath. News Editor here at Insurance Business, and in this week's episode, I'll be chatting with Daniel Moses, CEO of Toronto-based MGA TrueStar, to chat about diversity and inclusion in the industry. Daniel, thanks so much for joining me today. Welcome to IBC Talk.
0: Thank you so much, Serena. Absolutely delighted to be here. It's a beautiful, bright and sunny day, and very much looking forward to, to the conversation.
1: Oh, you and me both. And before we really dive into talking about this very important topic of diversity and inclusion, I just wanted to get a little bit of background about yourself. So could you walk us through just your career journey and some of the achievements that you're most proud of?
0: Absolutely. Um, So I've been in the insurance industry closing in now on close close to 20 years. And I've been really fortunate that I've had the opportunity to work in a variety of different roles at a variety of different organizations. I started my career at a national uh, managing general agent, an MGA, uh, that was based out of Toronto, and was very fortunate to have learned the ropes from a very experienced and seasoned team that, quite frankly, spent a lot of time and effort uh, grooming me and allowing me to take advantage of the opportunities that, that come within um, a junior role. Uh, I was able to work and conduct business across the country having spent time in Toronto and in Montreal and early in my career having the good fortune of being seconded to the UK and working for a Lloyds uh, London broker. Uh, for those who are aware, the Lloyds market is a very, very large an important uh, insurer or set of insurers for Canadian uh, retailers and MGAs. So having that sort of first-hand experience was, uh, was invaluable. From then on, I was able to grow and learn and take on additional roles at the existing company. And then when I sort of outgrew um, the opportunities that were there, I was fortunate enough to work for a large reinsurer that had global operations Uh, I was focused on their Canadian primary um, growth targets on their specialty commercial lines, um, which was a fantastic opportunity to interact with a variety of key stakeholders across the industry that has really allowed me to be prepared and set up for my current role now as CEO of TrueStar, which is, as you just mentioned a couple minutes ago, a Toronto-based MGA that is a specialty lines focused on a key very set of niche areas within the insurance industry.
1: Well, Daniel, you have a wealth of experience when it comes to the insurance industry. And so how has uh, those past roles really shaped you as the leader that you are today?
0: uh great question they, they've definitely helped me shape the leader that i am today when i sort of reflect on what what the key initiatives are and what the key uh, business goals are of of the firm or of any firm that that one has the good fortune of leading um it's about sustained profitable growth it's about creating uh impactful solutions that will allow for sort of a win-win uh scenario amongst all key stakeholders as we know, the insurance industry is a vital industry um, in the financial lines uh, sector, uh, creating and stabilizing risk exposure across uh, a number of different industries. So the experience that I have been fortunate to, to, to glean from that is the ability to look at strategy from a holistic perspective, um, creating Insurance products that will help solve issues, cultivating talent that will help execute on those on those insurance products and creating an environment that is uh, welcoming and enticing to potential uh, new uh, talent that have not necessarily thought of the insurance indus- excuse me, the insurance industry as a potential career path
1: absolutely well said, and when it comes to uh, holistic solutions and providing growth even with respect to talent in an organization. Uh, it leads us nicely into talking about diversity and inclusion and how that really helps attract that talent. Um, so I was wondering if you could speak to just the growing importance of DNI within the industry and why it should be really top of mind for leaders. I think it's
0: critically important. Um, the, the world in general is so diverse. Uh, there are people from all walks of life with all sorts of backgrounds, experiences, uh, sets of knowledge, um, and uh, viewpoints that uh, are critical to help keep an organization in their best possible shape. Uh, a number of years ago, um, McKinsey, which is a well-known large uh, management consulting company, did a full uh, review and um, sort of summary and research into a number of worldwide companies. And after they conducted their 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 research, they concluded that upwards of thirty percent more productivity was gained for those companies that demonstrated a better than average set of diversity and um, inclusive policies and procedures. When you look at those raw numbers, uh, and I welcome to anybody, all this stuff is sort of public on uh, online, um, those are real meaningful numbers that help separate organizations from their competitors um, to being better than just average. And and, and, and in, most, in most cases, excelling. So, from our perspective, the insurance industry has a lot to gain from attracting and maintaining a good set of diversity and
1: inclusive team members. Absolutely. And 30% productivity increase is uh, always an added bonus when it comes to including that diverse talent. Absolutely. And so I think that some of the biggest pain points for organizations in the industry is uh, strategies to identify gaps when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Would you maybe agree with that?
0: I, I would, absolutely.
1: And so do you have any tips for how to fill those gaps and what resources should really be sought out?
0: Um, I think first and foremost is, is having a willingness and an openness to do quite a bit of self-reflection and sort of look in the mirror and, and peel back the hood of, of the, of the organization that you're running. Um, if you look around your executive team and then look around the team in general of the entire organization, if you see people that don't necessarily look like you or sound like you, um, if you don't see them, that that is a, a, a warning sign and a, and a red light that's that's wailing that perhaps you're lacking in in uh, a good set of diversity. Uh, the more people around your organization that don't necessarily come from the same background or look or sound like you or have a different perspective is um, is, is a real bonus. And focusing your energies on looking to attract and set the culture of the organization to welcome those type of applicants um, is critically important.
1: When it comes to leadership seeking out the right resources to really promote an inclusive culture, what would be some uh, most effective strategies?
0: I think some of the effective strategies, um, first off, is being very thoughtful about what your primary objectives are and what your goals are and being very reflective and, like I said, thoughtful about the type of individual that would help you achieve those goals. Every year, every organization puts together um, a set of performance plan, um, outline and procedures that they want all of their team members to, to strive for. But in addition to that, there's gotta be a sort of a level set with a set of corporate goals that are established first and foremost. So if you're thoughtful about what your goals are and how to achieve them, you can look out at your existing staff and then, and maybe more importantly, some of the staff that you wanna bring in that will allow for those goals to be met and like I mentioned earlier having a a wide variety of individuals with different backgrounds and different viewpoints um, is critical to help really identifying the strengths and weaknesses of the organization and what individuals can help fill that role. So the first and foremost the strategy has to be focusing on identifying where your key areas for opportunity are and then demonstrating the willingness and the ability to go beyond your own sort of viewpoint and look at bringing in individuals or promoting individuals that are able to look at a problem from a different solution and a different point of view which will ultimately make the organization stronger more profitable and a more equitable uh, uh, workplace
1: Absolutely. And you brought up a really great point, uh, just about internally coming up with the resources that can end up have, helping build DNI strategies, um, events, and initiatives that can be widespread throughout an organization, which is so important. Uh, we already live in a really diverse country. Um, so why not have an organization really reflect that, you know?
0: I 100% agree with that. You know in the same report that i mentioned earlier the mckinsey report they also found and this i can relate to on a very personal level um when you have a diverse set of of team members that really cuts down on on the turnover rates um it is a very large and important investment, hiring new talent into an organization. And there's that old adage where you want to hire slow and fire fast. Uh, So in this case, we'll keep it positive. You want to take your time and be very thoughtful about hiring the right individual. So you have to take into account the impact that will have on the rest of the team, not only for the individual that's joining, but for the rest of the team. And it's anecdotal also with with factual based uh, reporting and uh, study of the analysis that a diverse and inclusive team cuts down on turnover, the people that are, are at uh, firms that have a widespread of um, thought and and uh, look and feel are more inclined to stay at that organization and wait for opportunities to come up. If they feel that they can look around and see people that look and sound like them, they'll feel safer, they'll feel happier, and they'll feel that they're really part of a team that is committed uh, and recognizes the importance of what that brings to the individual, to the company, and to society in general.
1: Oh, absolutely. And with the looming threat of the great resignation, uh, mm-hmm. retention is literally top of mind for everyone. Um, and just being able to uh, incorporate really holistic DI strategies will help that in the long run.
0: Totally agree.
1: And Daniel, I was just hoping you can really speak to some of the challenges that the industry still has to face and work through um, in today's current landscape.
0: Uh, if I'm honest with myself and and the listeners, I think that the organization, sorry, the industry, pardon me, has done a a pretty good job so far, recognizing the the need for this to to be top of mind and to sort of manage and and push through. Um, I spent a lot of time sort of. Looking around at some of our peers, and I can see that people are sort of living and breathing this and spending a lot of time um, making this a priority. Uh, Even this podcast on its own is a good representation of the fact that there's um, an ongoing discussion that's happening about it. Although there's never, you know, there's never. work not to be done there's always room for improvement and you mentioned you know the great resignation earlier it's obviously been a very uh, tumultuous couple of years for a lot of different industries um globally um the the you know covid-19 pandemic has been uh, incredibly stressful on almost everybody that you interact with uh to some degree or or another and i think that as an industry if we continue to promote and keep that top of mind and talk about it and engage, um, it will show that it's more than just words. It, it's, it actually comes down to action. So I think the, the trajectory that the industry has been on is the right one. I think we need to continue to do it. I think we need to continue to have these conversations um, in light of the fact that there are many people around the world that are Taking pause of how they want to spend a good chunk of their time for a good chunk of their life uh, in, an, in an industry or at a job or in a career that might not necessarily align with their own values or what they will see for themselves long term.
1: Yes, absolutely. Very well said. And I think that, as you mentioned, it is an ongoing, continuous discussion, and mm-hmm. the industry has done a great job tackling it, and we can only move up from here.
0: I would agree with that, for sure.
1: And I wanted to bring it back to TrueStar. And mm-hmm. Daniel, could you just speak to how your DNI culture, as culture uh, that you've fostered as a CEO is really unique to the Canadian marketplace?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of the, the culture that TrueStar has been developing. Uh, you know, as you may or may not mention at the start, we're, uh, somewhat of a new, uh, a new entity. We're entering our fourth year of being in, being in operation. So I'm not too sure how much longer we, we are allowed to say that we're new. <laughs> um, but our, myself and our executive team have been very, very, um, thoughtful and very, very, um, tuned in to this exact conversation, um, myself uh, and our two other executives, all three of us come from a different background and viewpoint. Uh, and we've been very thoughtful in when we are looking to bring on new talent. And fortunately we've been in, um, uh, in a good set of uh, growth mode as we speak. So I've been able to add new individuals and new team members to, to round out our, our, our organization. And we've been looking at, like I said earlier, how thoughtful we can be about the specific corporate goals and individual goals that we need to sort of hit on and what type of individual we will need to do that. Um, and we've been very fortunate that we found some absolutely fantastic, in some cases, overqualified individuals to fill really key positions that have taken the tasks at hand in a much better direction, better than potentially I could have done myself uh, or any of other, any of my other colleagues. Really honing in on the individual that brings the skill set in the background to allow for that that objective to be executed on in a in a meaningful way, in a positive way, uh, ultimately increasing our profitability and looking to to maintain our promise providing a a solid underwriting experience for all of our broker partners and truly creating a meaningful set of relationships in the industry with the policyholders with our insurers and all of our broker partners
1: that's fantastic. And it is such a collaborative approach that has proven to be quite successful in the four years that you guys have been running. Uh, and I can speak to you, I've spoken to some of the underwriting associates at TrueStar, and they're incredibly happy with the culture and uh, how you guys have really presented D&I um, as an organization.
0: That's great. That's great. We didn't. We didn't even have to pay him off. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. Uh, awesome. Well, Daniel, this is such an important, relevant topic, and this has been a fantastic discussion. Thank you so much for your time and insights. I really appreciate it.
0: Likewise, the pleasure was all mine, and thank you for for highlighting this really critical and important uh, topic that we should all be focused on.
1: And that wraps up this week's episode of IBC Talk. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Serena Nath, News Editor at Insurance Business. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to IBC Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.